This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Equity Mike! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest to your absolute very best. We <laughs> break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How's it going, bro? Good, Bryce. You've done your very best with that introduction. <laughs> I have, Ren. I've changed it up, as I've, as you have noticed. Uh, I think it's time that we stop saying that we are going to do episodes in 20 minutes or less because <laughs> it is uh, statistically not accurate. We often go further than that. So what what we'll do... It's, it's aspirational. It though. is. It is. It keeps us on track for some part. I feel... Honestly, I, no, I don't even aspire to the 20 minutes. Well, I feel having it there kind of keeps us from going to the 40-45. But anyway, look, I, I will endeavour to come up with something a little bit better than that. If any listeners want to have a crack at helping me with an intro, hit us up online or all our Facebook channels and we can uh, probably make something a little bit better than uh, your very best. But we'll see what happens next week, Ren. I'll commit to doing a few and uh, we can choose the best one. How's that sound? Yeah, and let's let's say if any listeners suggest one, we'll give you credit for it on the show. Yes. So we're not about stealing your ideas here. We're about celebrating them. So uh, give us what you got. Show us what you got, even. Show us what you got. So, Ren, we're going to focus this week on a Basics 101 episode. We haven't gone and, and reviewed any Basic 101 concepts for quite a while now. We've, we've had a couple of interviews over the last few weeks, which have been great. Hope everyone's enjoyed them. Um, Ren and I certainly did. But today, Ren, we're going to do a Basics 101 all about uh, different ways of uh, viewing and using metrics uh, relative to different investing styles. So we're going to look at value investing. We're going to look at uh, growth investing. And we're going to look at momentum investing and what are the some, some of the key metrics used by investors in, in that particular field or, or strategic lens. So, Ren, do you want to kick off value? I think, uh, I think you've probably got a good clasp on kicking it off. We should just say at the beginning that there's no one right answer. There's not even one right definition for 
these styles of investing as you and I discovered. <laughs> yes. But while we were uh, getting ready for this show, th- these are just, I-, I guess, some of the more common metrics that you might be you might come across and probably good starting points to start thinking about different styles of investing and some of the metrics Mm. that sort of inform your view of companies based on your style. So it's by no means comprehensive. Some people swear by different metrics. Some people think they're trash. There's a lot of ways to make money in the market. That's the thing you've always got to remember. So, And I guess the other thing is you pick and choose the metrics, but you also pick and choose the styles that work for you. You know, Warren Buffett started as a value investor and now he's somewhere between value and growth. Every investor will find their own niche. So, you know, this is all part of a journey that we're on and part of a journey that we hope anyone listening to this podcast is joining us on. So take it all with a grain of salt, but hopefully it gets you thinking about some different things, um, some different investing styles and makes you aware of some metrics you may not have been aware of. So... Without any further ado, value investing. Yes. The So value is at its core all about the price you pay. It's all about getting, you know, buying a dollar for 50 cents. It's all about finding really cheap or really undervalued companies. And in the purest sense, value investing doesn't even care if they're good companies. It just wants cheap stuff. You know, Ben Graham, who was the father of value investing, he, he would buy the worst companies out there. But if you would buy them for, you know, less than they were worth, sometimes even he would buy them for less than the amount of cash they had on their books. Mm. It didn't matter how good a company they was because he was getting them so cheap. So that that's like the, um, that's the school of thought where value investing comes from. And f- based on that, because it's all about the price you pay, there are some key metrics that, come out of that. The first one, I've, I think probably the most common one you hear is price to earnings. Now, that's that's a ratio which looks at the price you're paying for a share and compares it to the earnings per share that company is making. And very simply, the lower that ratio is, the better value you're getting because you're paying less for that amount of earnings. So, you know, if your price to earnings ratio is one, it means that you're paying the same amount uh, in the price of the share as that company made in earnings, that company made in profits in one year. That's great. You're not going to find that that often. Um, It's more likely you see a price to earnings ratio between 15 and 20. So your the share price is you know between fifteen and twenty times the amount of profit that company made in one year. So very simply, for value investors, for people looking to buy the cheapest companies out there, a low price to earnings ratio is a very clear metric of a cheap company. Nice, Ren. So should it be taken uh, with a grain of salt, or is it uh, hard and fast? If it's low, it's cheap. It's a buy. No. All of these metrics are grains of salt and all of these metrics are just, you know, they're shorthand for further research. And I think price to earnings is the most common. There's a few different variations and I think you you had some variations on price to earnings which look at, you know, again, look at the ratio between the price that you're paying and the value that you're getting. Yeah, so another one, Ren, is uh, price to book. 
And I think that's one we both had and, and price to book. Uh, so I'll, I'll begin with book value. And so book value provides a good indication of the underlying value of the assets of the company. So when you were talking about the profits of the company, well, price to book uh, talks about the value of the assets of the company. And so what price to book ratio does is compares its market value to its book value. So the market value of a company is its share price multiplied by the number of outstanding shares on the market, which gives you its capitalization. And as I said, the book value is the net assets of the company. So what this ratio tells you is what are you paying for the value of the assets of this company? So another in, another sort of similar ratio to yours, Ren, in terms of uh, paying for assets or, or profit. Yeah, nice one. So where, where I was go- actually going with my question was, there, there are some variations to both of these metrics. Price to earnings looks at the price you're paying for the company's profits. Price to book looks at the price you're paying for the company's assets. And then, then you get heaps of variations of those, which essentially ask the same thing, but with a few more nuances. Like maybe rather than earnings, it looks at earnings before interest or tax, yep. or it looks at free cash flow or something like that. And rather than just looking at the share price, yeah. it may look at something like enterprise value. So you may come across some of these terms. We're doing a basics 101 here. This isn't, you know, investing 102 or, you know, valuation 103. <laughs> I don't know how US colleges number their classes. I only know 101. So we, we can get into that maybe in later episodes or people can ask us questions about it. But just from a principled standpoint at its core, what those things are, what those ratios are asking are what's the price you're paying relative to the, the value of either the assets or the, the earnings or the profit of a company. Yeah, nice. So as you said, Ren, Basics 101, I don't think we should go into too much more detail than that. But if anyone has questions, obviously hit us up on our discussion group on Facebook, plenty of activity there or on our Ask Us Anything uh, forum and we can answer those, those questions uh, at the end of the month on our Ask Us Anything episode. So should we move to growth now, Ren? Yeah, let's do it. So growth investing is is looking at company-focused metrics. So metrics that give you an indication on the growth of the company itself. Would you agree, Ren? Yes, I definitely would. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I guess I'll kick it off. And, and one very obvious one, I think, is earnings growth. So if, if you're looking at a, a company from a growth perspective, you want to be seeing earnings growth in, in the high double digits, I, I, I would assume. I don't know if there is a, a, a line in the sand that moves it from growth to, to not, but from the companies that we've invested in, Ren, we would have classified them as growth because they were more than growing at double digit rates from, a, from an earnings revenue point of view. Do you have anything to add to that? No, nah, nothing to add. I think that that sums it up. All right. What have you got? Uh, so as well as earnings growth rate, you can also look at revenue growth, uh, which is the, so if earnings are profit, revenue growth is sort of sales or top line, however they make their money. Mm -hmm. So that's also one you want to see growing in a growing company, a good ratio or a good metric that you can look to see how productive a company is, which is a hallmark of a company that's going to grow into the future is return on equity. And essentially that means for the amount of shareholder equity in a company, the assets, less liabilities. Don't don't worry too much about that, but it's essentially just for the money that the company has, 
what's the return it's earning on it. A company that grows well into the future is is a company that can take money it's making and invest it into its business in really productive ways. It can earn a really good rate of return on the money that it has as a business. So that that's a real that's a real hallmark of a company that will be able to continue to grow its earnings and to continue to grow its revenue well into the future. So that's that's an important one. Ren, before we just go on any further, I think it would be good to, if we're doing a basics 101, with the value metrics and with the growth metrics that we're talking about, where can where can a beginner investor find this information? Is it difficult to find? Do I need to get out a calculator to find it? What's the best place to be looking for this sort of stuff? I mean, for me, I, I use Yahoo Finance still for a lot of it. It's pretty available wherever you want to look. But yeah, for me, Yahoo Finance is just a Google away. So that, that's probably my go-to. <laughs> Google to get to Yahoo. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess if I'm using Google, I could say Google Finance. <laughs> but for me, I don't know. I, I just like Yahoo Finance for whatever reason. Yeah, it's the same. I what, think, I think it's what about you? Yeah, Yahoo Finance. I think most of the any sort of um, stock screen or whatever you use, your, your broker broker sites as well they would all use uh, would all supply this sort of information it's very freely available but the same as you um, yahoo finance is usually the place that i start and yahoo finance that was not that was not sponsored but it could be so um you know hit us up if you're interested absolutely we're always open for sponsorship so anything else you want to cover on growth i think the main points we we spoke about there and was looking at revenue growth both historical and current and and projected is also important as well as earnings growth and then looking at return on on your equity anything else no i think i think we've if we're if we're keeping it keeping it high level value is all about the price you pay you want to get cheap companies and the metrics reflect that you want to, you want metrics that show you how cheap a company is growth it's all about the future prospects of a company it's all about you know the companies that will compound and you know get larger and larger and make more and more money you're less worried about the price you pay because it's going to keep growing and so the metrics you're looking at are metrics that show you that it's going to keep growing history is a good example of that like growth rate and then things like return on equity as well so they're conceptually pretty clean those two styles of investing now we get into the murky waters the waters that you enjoy swimming in far more than i do of um momentum investing so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you take it away well as as you said ren both of both value and growth are a company focused in 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 that sense so momentum uh, the way i see it and uh, i'm not sure if you agree but momentum is all about um the price and the price movement you you don't necessarily look at the underlying business itself at all. You're all about getting on a trend when the price is going up and managing your trade while you're in that trend and getting out before you think the price is going to go down, regardless of really how that company is performing underneath it. So it's it's all about metrics to do with share price movement. I mean, cynically, momentum investors don't even care about what they're trading. No. Like the, the principles are probably... Oh, more or less the same if you're trading corn futures or if you're trading tech stocks or if you're trading indexes. Yes. So to that point, Ren, momentum investors usually have a very strict set of rules or indicators, technical indicators that they use to dictate whether or not they get into an, an, an entry point and when they exit. As you said, it doesn't matter what asset it is. As long as the rules tell them that this is the way to do it, then they'll be in and out. So 
I think from my point of view, a couple of ones that are often used is your moving day average. And often it's a 50 day or a 200 day moving day average. And this is a chart that you can overlay on your stock chart and it will show you how often your stock price is above its 50 day average or 200 day moving average. And that's generally one indicator to say, well, hang on, there's a lot of momentum and and, uh, interest in this stock. If it's breaking its average price, then perhaps a lot of investors are jumping into it. So that's one indicator that might trigger interest into a a stock from a momentum point of view. What what do you have, Ren? I think let's just go with you. Okay. Uh, There's there's some out there, you know, rate of change, relative strength indicator, um, moving average convergence divergence. (laughs) But I think I don't I don't think we need to really worry too much about them in terms of basics one oh one. I think momentum is really a it's a it's a case of looking at trading volume. So yeah, yeah much, I think that's a good one. How many buyers are coming into the stock? Yeah, and then what that's doing in terms of the price movement of the stock. Yes, and as the name suggests, you want to find stocks that have positive price momentum, and you can see if that momentum is fading or growing based on the number of buyers and sellers moving in and out. And then you want to ride that wave, and you don't want to get caught as the wave crashes down. So Yeah, I, I agree. I think from a beginner point of view, volume is something that when you start looking at charts, you can start to easily understand and correlate volume change to price movement. So have a look at that on some of the charts in your brokerage accounts and maybe overlay a volume chart and have a look down the bottom. If there's a big spike in volume, have a look at what it does to the price and then maybe overlay some of those 50 or 200 day moving averages as well and just start to see how the interplay between them. And also, I think if you're looking for momentum stocks in a screener, one way that many people do it is by looking for all-time highs or say three-month highs or six-month highs because you want the stock to be really on its way up when you're going to buy into it. So, put that into your screener as a way of starting to find stocks to, to look a bit deeper into. I think that's probably enough, Ren, from a momentum point of view. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or you could just be like me and just ignore momentum altogether. <laughs> yeah, not not on your radar. But <laughs> I think a point I want to make, Ren, is that, you know, um, we, we spoke about momentum, growth and value. And by all means, you, you never really have to, I think you opened by saying you, you don't have to, as an investor, commit to one or the other. I mean, sometimes you can use momentum indicators as a way to enter into a growth stock or, or you know, you can look at a growth stock and try and find if it's uh, what its valuation is using some metrics from value point of view. So uh, they all kind of have some inter relationship in some way or another and and they're not exclusionary. So it's important to understand, I think, as much as you can of all of them, but you'll find the one that suits your personality best, I, I guess, would be how I finish that. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Best in, the best investors in the world aren't religiously tied to one model. They will make money however they can make money, whether it's in a momentum play, in a value play, in a growth play, in a short position in whatever it is, you know, at the end of the day, you make you make money or you don't make money. No one really cares how you do it in this game. So, yeah, good to understand them all. But that's probably, you know, for investing 204, you know, <laughs> not, not 101. Exactly. So, Ren, ironically, we have done that in 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
for the first time ever, I think. So anything else you want to add? Uh, no, let's uh, try and not waffle on too long here and blow the 20 minutes. <laughs> nice. Well, as always, really enjoyed chatting stocks with you. I hope uh, our listeners got something out of that. As I said, if you want to ask any further questions and do a bit more of a deep dive into into what we've discussed, then hit us up on our social channels or ask us anything for them and we will answer them online or, or when we get the opportunity on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whatever it may be. If you haven't already joined our group on Facebook, then definitely do that. Some great conversations happening there and uh, follow us on Instagram as well. And please also rate and like the pod because that's the biggest help you can give at this point in our journey. So without further ado, Ren, I think we'll leave it there and chat next week. Nice one. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. Equity mates! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Equity. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>